What's the word? I'm back. We're back. Playoff more podcast. It's just me today, guys. Me, Kendall, following us for the first time. Please follow our Instagram page, Playoff More Podcast, two underscores. Follow our Twitter, Playoff underscore podcast. Uh, we're going to start today with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm recording on a Friday night. Uh, they're 0-4. Um, so by the time you hear this, you'll know what the result is with them, between them and uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So I'm going to start off with the Lakers. They're 0-4. I'm going to start off with Russ. It's just funny how, you know, everybody was, you know, calling Russ to go home and, and all of a sudden everything was going to be better. Well, it wasn't. The Lakers did have a good first half against the Denver Nuggets, and then they got housed in the second half. LeBron looked out of it. AD was hurt. They couldn't hit the basket. Couldn't throw the penny in the ocean. It it was basically, you know, typical, you know, Lakers shit, right? You know, you 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 look at their roster from three to ten, right? And if you're telling me Lonnie Walker is your third best player, you're not winning anything. It's just how it is. Uh, he's uber athletic. He's supposed to be this three and D guy who just so happens doesn't hit threes. Uh, Patrick Beverly hasn't hit threes. Reeves hasn't hit threes. Nobody's hitting shots. So it, it's to the point. I posted something on the Instagram page um, via Kirk Goldsberry. They were playing Portland on Sunday. And AD was open in the corner, and Nurkic turned his back to him, and AD hit the sideboard, side, side, side of the backboard. And it's, you know, you know, it's just funny. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on Russ for a second, because Russ, Russ hasn't been good, right? But when you go back to his career, he's basically been the same player. He's just not the same athletically, and then there's also stuff going on with him mentally you know fans messing with his family uh he knows he's on the trading block um he's just not playing with that joy which you know everybody has stated but it's just funny how the same stuff we champed him championed him for six years ago when katie left for the warriors it's he's basically been that guy for the last six years Winning MVP, highest usage rate, highest usage usage rated rating in a single season, and like by a mile. I know Luca. I checked it today. Luca this season has the highest, but I, I I'm gonna figure that's gonna, you know, come back to the pack a little bit. But you know, and then you look at like some of his playoff flameouts um, against Utah in 2018, losing to Joe Ingles and. Rookie Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they had no business losing that series. The Portland series the year after, uh, they had no they were favored to win that series. They should have never lost that series, especially when Russ made it his business to engage in his one on one battle with Dame, got sent home, and then most the the head scratcher one for me was in the bubble against when he was in Houston against the Lakers when he was down thirty. And he's telling LeBron, you need to send a double to Rondo in your down 30 in the elimination game. 
And it's just like shit like that, you know, makes you look at Russell sideways. But then, you know, just to blame him and Frank Vogel, you know, for the Lakers' trouble is total bullshit. And I wish it would stop because it's just not true. They sold out to win the title. They decided they didn't want Kuzma anymore. They let Caruso walk. They traded away KCP, a shooter. Kuzma, who actually shot the ball well. And you brought in Russ. And you had guys like Kendrick Perkins saying they were going to win 70 games. And yeah, they brought all these old guys, Ariza, Carmelo, Dwight, who, FYI, aren't on any, any roster this year. So that should tell you everything. And then you went out and you... You're counting on Kendrick Nunn, who Miami let go for nothing. Lonnie Walker, I, I don't know why they signed him. He's supposed to be this 3 and D guy who doesn't hit threes, like I said earlier. It's basically the same roster with young, just younger players. And, you know, like I said, LeBron looks out of it. Their get-out-of-free-jail get card is to trade AD. I've been saying this for the longest. They should trade him and just start all over. But the caveat to that is they don't have this year's pick and you want to be in this year's draft and they don't have no picks. So that pick will go to, to new Orleans. So let's just say they finished with the same identical record last year. And let's just say they end up in the top two and new Orleans ends up with scoot with scoot or Vic with the roster they already have. So, I don't know uh, what, where they go from here. I just know they're on the fast track nowhere. And, you know, one of my takes is, you know, giving up, you know, the draft picks in 2027 and 2029 for, for Turner and Hill is insane. It's pure fucking insanity. Um, where do you have Buddy Hill ranked, right? Is he a top 50 player? Is, is, is Miles Turner a top 50 player? And even if you put them on the roster now, they're not going anywhere. What are they, a fringe playing team? They're not going to solve all your issues. So, yeah, you'll get a shooter in Hill, but you you mortgaging your future. You already mortgaged your future now. And you're going to mortgage more of your future for Buddy Hill than Buddy, Buddy Hill than, and Miles Turner. Pure insanity. Um, I also think they should wait a little bit and see maybe somebody becomes unhappy. I don't know. But there is no quick fix to this. They they basically have the worst three to ten uh from and the roster spots from three to ten is basically the worst in the league. And you know, I you can't trade LeBron this year. Uh LeBron has something in his contract where he can't get traded this year. He wants to get the record in the Laker uniform. I don't blame him. But I, I I will basically be, be looking to trade Westbrook in, in 80. It, you're not going nowhere. This is over. You guys won your title. Just give it up. It's, 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 it's over. And to mortgage your future on guys that aren't even borderline all-stars, pure fucking insanity. So we'll see how this plays out. There's a legit chance that they can legit be 2-8. and eight. One in ten, like the, the like, they're really that bad, and you know, this is what happens when you you mortgage your future and you sold out for the title. You got your title. I'm a Nick fan. I probably would have did what they did, and this is what you have. So, 
I don't think they should do a knee-jerk reaction. Now, if I'm a team looking to get Westbrook, you should trade for him now. Let's just say the Nets do something wild, right? Let's just say the Nets continue to go in the free fall they're going in, right? And they just say, hey, fuck it. Give me give me Russ for KD. Yeah, Russ for um, Kyrie. Give me the 2027 20, and 29. Now, the, now that is going to piss Durant off, but if you tell him, listen, we'll have something in here by by the trading deadline, you can flip those two draft picks to get you another player. So it's, it's, it's so many things. You know, Utah, anything anything you trade for Russ right now, let's just say put the two picks aside. Anything you trade for Russ is going to be junk, poo-poo platter, whatever. It's, it's going to be junk. It could be Clarkson, uh, marketing. It's going to be a deal like that, uh, a, a Rosier for Hayward. They're just on the fast track to nowhere, and they need to be trying to get into this year's draft to start the rebuild. It's over. You won your title. Let's rebuild. See what LeBron wants to do next summer. I'm off this. The next team I want to talk about is the Nets. I've watched three of the four games that they've played, three of the five games that they played, and they can't stop nobody. That's not a Nash issue. That's a roster issue. They've built this roster full of offensive threats, but no defensive players. None. Especially if if they're waiting for, for Ben to get his sea legs back, they, they can't stop anybody. I watched the game last night against Dallas. Good still, good pass. Durant finishes it. We're in OT. And then we get into OT, and Dallas hits three straight threes uncontested. They decided they're going to double off on Luka. Smart. But if you're going to double off of him, people have to rotate. That's not fucking coaching. That's playing. Your plays, if you have, this is not a young basketball team. It's learning the rotations and knowing where to rotate at. So that's not on Nash. Am I a Nash guy? Absolutely not. But if you think getting a different coach is going to fix this, it's not. And then you look at the players that they're waiting for. Love Seth Curry, not a defensive player. Love TJ Warren as a scorer, not a defensive player. So you have a bunch of offensive threats, and it's the same shit as it was last year. Bunch of offensive players. No defensive players. Where are the defenders at? And you think Royce O'Neal is a defender? Did you watch the series last year against Dallas? Because he was getting torched. So I I don't I don't know what they do. Um, they're getting a monster seasons from KD and Kyrie, and we haven't had the KD injury yet. We haven't had the Kyrie philosophical bomb yet. Sorry, I don't want to piss off the Kyrie fans. We haven't had or his little injury yet. And you got to think if this keeps going the way it's going, Nash is going to be the fall guy, which is everybody wants. I just don't know. I know it's super duper early. But I, I looked at the stats, defensive stats early on, and the Nets are bottom five in every important defensive category. Opponent field goal percentage, opponent three-point field goal percentage, and opponent's points. Bottom five in all five. In all three of those categories, bottom five. 
so I don't know what they do. I don't know what trades are in the horizon. But if they keep piling losses, we're going to be back to square when we are at in the summertime. I'm off that too. The Philly situation, very interesting. I posted the clip on um, my personal Instagram. Thought it was the playoff play, playoff um, podcast Instagram, and it was basically Joel and B being frustrated because I think they said that like James Harden certain like leads the league in like total dribbles, and I, I'm still holding out hope because they have a good roster. But it's just something is just off with the chemistry, and maybe they need to get that together. But again, if that keeps going south, Doc's gonna be the fall guy. I don't think the Sixers wanted Doc back. Doc, if you remember, Doc was flirting with the Lakers. You know, early on, you know, early on in the spring, they were flirting with each other. So the fact that he's back, kind of surprising. But then you look at who they have on their bench: Dave Yeager, Sam Cassell. Mike D'Antoni. So one of those three are gonna get gonna get the job if they continue to play the way they play. And then the other thing which is so funny to me. It's funny how I was wrong on Harden. Harden looks good. It's funny how Harden comes in in shape and then and B comes in out of shape. And we're just finding out that he had plantar fasciitis and it's like, you know, again, it's the Joel and and beat experience, he's always going to have that one injury, you know, that, you know, sidetracks him. But we'll, we'll see. I'm Again, I'm. it's too early. We're only 10 days into the season, maybe. I'm not going to jump off the reservation yet, but it's just certain things I look at interesting. Other thing I want to get to is Miami Heat. If Kyle Lowry is going to continue to play like that and Duncan Robinson is going to continue to play like that, those that can be a catastrophe, especially with the money that they're paying them. Again, it's early. They um they lost to the Warriors last night. I watched that game. I watched the second half of that. And you know, Jimmy's gonna be Jimmy. Bam is gonna be Bam. It's still early, but you know, if if this is gonna be Lowry going forward, you know. They may be a playing because the East has gotten better. Milwaukee's Milwaukee. Boston is still Boston. I like Cleveland. I I, I don't know what we're getting from the Nets. Toronto, I love Toronto's team. Maybe the 76ers get their shit together. The Knicks look all right. I'll hit on them in a few seconds. You know, we'll see how Miami, you know, how that plays out with them. But. You know, they might have missed their window. And then when you look at it, 2020, they get there. Bam is compromised in the finals. Goring gets hurt. Dragic, I mean, he gets hurt. 2021, the cost of the bubble, you know, they lose out. You know, the fast start back after the bubble to Christmas, they lose. But then last year, they're shot away from the NBA finals. So, you know, maybe they've missed their window. So we'll see how, you know, how that, you know, how that heat situation plays out. It's just something to keep my eye on. The other situation I, I'm keeping my eye on is Portland. I had them, I don't even know, I, I think I put stay away on the uh, over-under pod. 
But I just don't know where they were going to go. I felt like they were a playing team, but they look frisky. Uh, they have a modern team. I like modern team, meaning a lot of wings, shooting. Nurkic is healthy. Jerry and Grant, Jeremy Grant's been a good addition. Anthony Simons looks like he's ready to take another step up. And then the Shade and Sharp pick, um, I put on Facebook. On my Facebook, that's the type of draft pick that either makes you look like a genius or you get fired. You Looking kind of genius. Little, uh, a little bigger than what I thought he was, size-wise, height-wise. Uh, I just like his feel for the game. He's basically high school to the pros. He didn't go to college. Last time he played organized basketball was the 2021 um, Nike EYBL. Also, they have Josh Hart, too, so they, they, they look good. I know Dame is out for the next next week or two, but, you know, if Anthony Simons could maintain his level, they can just hang around and, you know, be at 500. Other team I'm intrigued by is the Knicks. I like how they're playing. I like how the ball is moving. Uh, some of the games, the Orlando game was a little too close to my liking. The Charlotte game was a little bit too close to my liking, but I just like the way I was wrong on Jalen Brunson. I will say that. I was wrong, dead wrong. I was just upset at the contract, what he was paying, what he was getting paid for, and I just didn't know, you know, what he would bring to the table being in Lucas' shadow. And being that he's not in Lucas' shadow, he's he's definitely had a big impact on the Knicks. And then it's something that we haven't had in years. So, I mean, since Jason Kidd, remember that year where they won 54 games? That's like the last time we had like a solid, point guard so he's playing at an all-star level early uh let's see how they maintain they play milwaukee tonight um that's a tough test so we see how they, they handle that randall's looked all right but the fact that's you know i like the fact that they play up tempo gets you know if you play up tempo that gets you six to eight easy points you know um barrett hasn't shot shot it well but you know, like I said, they're playing well. Cam Reddish, they're getting contributions from Cam Reddish. Cam's out the doghouse. Obi's been freaking electric. I like. I just like the bench. Um, um, I'm impressed by Tibbs because I was ready to run him out of town, pack his bags, and uh, drive him to LaGuardia. But here we are. So we'll see how they how they transpire, how they play during the season. I, I can't wait. I'm I'm actually, you know, hyped. And um optimistic about this team. Uh, the other team I was intrigued about is Memphis. I don't know how they keep hitting on these draft picks. The kid that scored uh 21 points last night. I'm gonna look him up. They 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 just keep adding pieces. Ja looks good. I saw you know I'm not in the uh, belief of doing the the MVP thing early. It's too early for that for me. Can we like get to Christmas first? But you know, he's looking good. So we'll, we'll see. They took it to Sacramento last night. Looking for the kid right now. Looking for the kid. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Pardon me. So they, they won 125 to 110 last night. Desmond Baines looking real good, real, real good. He had what thirty seven against the Nets, so they they're they're looking good. They're maintaining their level without Triple J. The kid's name is Jake Lariva. 
<laughs> hit three three pointers last night. Like, how are they hitting on? How are they hitting on these picks? Like, how? So shout out to them. They looking good so far. I'm gonna get off the uh the NBA. Oh, oh, I forgot to talk about Palo. That kid looks special. That kid looks special. What the fuck were we thinking about? He is the number one pick. They actually just won tonight. It's nine twenty three. They they beat the uh, Hornets, one thirteen to ninety three. He he looks good. He looks good. He looks good. Uh, I I don't know what we thinking, but he had twenty one and twelve tonight. Twenty one, twelve and seven. The kid looks good. He. So far, he early on, he's the rookie of the year. So, so kudos to the Magic getting their first win. I'm going to move on to the NFL. I'm going to talk about the the Ravens and uh, Bucks from last night. And basically what I saw is that Brady isn't Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger bad in their final season, but it's just been inconsistency, right? He had a good throw to Mike Evans, right? And then he had a throw in the end zone, which when it made it 14-3, he lost it. He put a little bit too much on the pass. And then he missed Kyle Rudolph. That would have been another, you know, touchdown. That ended up being three points. He missed a tight end over the middle again. So it just looks like, you know, a disconnect. He still could spin it, but... um. He's just been real inconsistent this year. Let's just call it a spade a spade. But his inconsistency isn't Peyton Manning bad. And I know he has a lot of personal shit going on in his life that could affect him. Affect him. I heard he went to a wedding, um, Robert Kraft's wedding, uh, before the Carolina game on a Friday night. And, hey, listen, that, that could go either way. Had they went out and handled their business against Carolina, we wouldn't be talking about this. Just wouldn't. Like, but, you know, he's the fucking GOAT. He has some leeway. But, yeah, like, he knew what the risk he was taking if that got out. Anyway, getting to last night, I'll look at the uh, total plays. So, total plays of 74 to 62 in favor of Baltimore. Baltimore had the ball for almost 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 38 minutes they had the ball. This is where Baltimore won the game. They had 231 rushing yards to to the Buccaneers, 44. You know, it's hard to win in the NFL when you don't have the football. Just is. And even with this, they're 3-5, and five, they're a half game out of first place. If Carolina goes into Atlanta and wins, <laughs> you know, they'll be top for first place. And it looks like 8-9 and nine is going to win the NFC South, 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight is going to win the NFC South, and one of those teams will have a home playoff game. So he's still in it despite, you know, the three-game um, losing streak and the shitty play. They're still in it. Um, we'll see how that plays out. I learned in that Super Bowl when he was down 28-3 not to bet against Tom Brady, but, you know, he is 45. So we'll see how that, that plays out. I want to get into more NFL stuff. Uh, 
New York football is back. We're back. Pump your chest. If you're a Giant or Jet fan, pump your chest. Please, please. Wear your jersey. Wear your shit. Pump your chest. They're combined, what, 11-3, looking good. I don't think they're as good as their record is, but you are what your record says you are. So um, the Giants, again, great coaching. Uh, Dable's a great coach, man. He's getting the most out of Daniel Jones. Now, I don't think Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future, but they're getting the most out of him. They're six and one in one possession games. These are the games that the Giants always, always fucking lose. Always. They're winning those games. Uh they 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 go with their brother's butter, which is Saquon. Uh, they're they're just, you know, um Thibodeau starting to play better their first round pick. I didn't get the Kadarius Tony trade, but again. His whole career from college into the NFL, he's just never healthy. Uh, I'm not going to get into the, you know, them going back and where they could have took Makai Parsons. That's another subject for another day, another podcast for another day. But they are what their record are. They have a winnable game against Seattle. I'm actually going to take them for the points this week in the picks. I'm giving you a quick preview. Um, But, yeah, they are what their record are. They have the easiest, one of the easiest schedules in the um in the league, so you know, it's crazy. They might be seven and one. Think about this for a second. They have a bye after this week. They can go into the Thanksgiving game nine and one. Crazy, crazy. And I had their under and the over under pot, so I'm definitely gonna lose that. I think John got that right. To the Jets, I don't think they're as good as their record too, but the defense is stout. They did lose Brees Hall and the linemen, but I think they should be fine. They have a wonderful game against the Pats. You know, the Pats are going to come out, you know, with a vengeance after losing to the to the Bears of all people. Uh, like I said, they've, they've hit on their draft picks. Sauce Gardner is probably a top five corner right now. Right now. Uh, they, they're, they're stout. Let's see what they do on Sunday against the Pats. Wanted to hit on the Pats real quick. If you know me, and it's not my rule, but one of the rules in the NFL is unwritten rules. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Unless you have Montana and Steve Young. And Zappy and Mac Jones are no Montana and Steve Young by no means. So that was weird that uh, Belichick pulled him and then Zappy came in through a touchdown and was shit the second half. Oh, it's gonna be real interesting because I'm I was starting to suspect maybe they're good because their defense is good and they've hit on some of their draft picks this year, which you know Bill doesn't do. So we'll see, you know, how that how that is. This is a big game. Like I said, this is a big game Sunday for the Jets. Other team I wanted to get to was the uh Kansas City Chiefs. They lay the smack down on the 49ers uh I think there was a stat where they scored on six of the eight of their possessions if I had an NFL hierarchy right now it'd be Buffalo Philly and Kansas City where you can swap 
without one of those two, uh, Philly or Kansas City. Those are the three best teams in the NFL right now, today. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they picked up Kadarius Tony. We'll see how he fits in. I think they got him for, what, like a six-round pick? So that, I guess that's what low-risk, high-reward. We'll see how that, that plays out. But they're, they're good. They're, they're good. We'll see how the season plays out with them. I went to get into Green Bay. Man. Man. They really might not be good. And, you know, Viking fans, you know, this is the biggest game of the season for y'all. They play the Cardinals. They win that game and Green Bay loses. They have a four-and-a-half game lead because they beat them in the first day of the season. That is... You know, that can definitely, they can definitely wrap up that division by Thanksgiving. I don't know what's wrong with Green Bay. I know that they need receiver help. But I don't think even if they get receiver help, it, it's, it's going to help anything. They, they, they just may not be good. And you're in the Aaron Rodgers business, you're giving him 50 million a year. That's what 22% of the cap from what I read. Uh, he's out there on uh, McCaffrey. Uh, what's his name? How to punish? I forgot his name, but he—he's, you know, he's—he's <laughs> he's out there. I mean, his sound clips on his on his shows are better than his production. So we'll see uh, how that how that uh, plays out. I wanted to get into the week eight picks. Uh, so we'll start off with Denver versus Jacksonville. Uh, again, according to DVOA, Jacksonville is ninth, 11th in offense, 18th in defense. Denver is 29, 29th in offense, third in defense. Denver actually has a stout defense. You never know where to go with these games. Jacksonville is a, is a two-and-a-half-point two favorite. That's basically three points. I would moneyline Jacksonville. I, I just don't like anything that's coming out of the Broncos. It's you know, I you know, Russell Wilson having his own office and it's just him doing leg ups, whatever the fuck he was doing on the plane. I just don't see it. The coach isn't good. I'm hearing, you know, people that have credible sources on the on the on the big networks saying, you know, Hackett might not make it through the year. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going with Jacksonville. The next game I was interested in is the Raiders versus the Saints. I said two weeks ago the Saints season, not the Saints, the Raiders season isn't over. They have a favorable schedule. I think New Orleans stinks. I've also read like Kamara's name is in like trade rumors. I'm going to Raiders money line on that. Uh, The Titans... They're two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Texans. A lot of Texans respect. Texans really being in a lot of these games. They, they've always been in a lot of these games, but I'm I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think Tennessee is just better, especially if Derrick Henry goes off. That's always a potential for that. So I'm going to um, take the Titans. Uh, the Giants versus, uh, Giants versus Seahawks, they're three-point underdog on the road. I like the Giants. All of their games have been close. I like them in this game to at least cover. 
you're feeling frisky, you can money line them at plus 134. That's good value. And the last game I like that piqued my interest was the Niners over versus the Rams. The Niners have played well against the Rams over the years. I just think they're better. Uh, the Rams, again, you know, they sold out for the title. They don't have a lot of um, explosive. Everything is Cooper Cup and everything else. It's, I just don't like the vibe. So I'm going to go with the Niners and hold my nose. And I'm just money line them. Minus 116. Other games that that I looked at, uh, the Colts shouldn't be favored over anybody. But somehow they're 3-3-1. Three, three uh, I just like the commanders to keep that close at plus three. Uh, I like the Jets to cover even if they don't win. If you're feeling frisky, take the money line plus money 24. The other thing, other bet I like, I like the Vikings at half. I think you can get that at you can get that at half. Vikings at half. Uh, minus one thirty. Uh, the line is minus two point five. I like that bet for them. The other, just going through the games. Uh, Dolphins at Lions. I like the Dolphins. I would look at their solo over. I think it's at twenty seven and a half. The Eagles and Steelers. Uh, Eagles are ten point favorites. Ten and a half point favorites. I would. I don't know. I'll find a way to handicap that. Uh, the Falcons and the Panthers, I think four is a little bit too much. I'm just trying to figure out was for the Panthers, was is that a, a aberration or, or are they going to be competitive? I, I'm trying to figure that out. The line looks like a little bit of an overreaction. If it was at like three two for the Falcons favor I would take the Falcons I I I would stay away from that the Cowboys and Bears uh 10 point favorites for the uh for the Cowboys so those are the games I have a stat for you betters to look at uh according to Action Network favorites that are seven points or more favorites this year that are favorite more than seven points are eight and 16 against the spread the other stat I want to give you guys is 51% of the bets that are 51% of the bets are 53 43 and 41 when so basically when you go on FanDuel they give you the stats right and they'll give you where the money is where the money of the spreads is and what's the total on the spread and the percentage of money coming in on the spread and so like for instance Chicago right Chicago, everybody's hitting Chicago, according to FanDuel. And so they're basically saying anything that's 51% or over is 43 and 61. Vegas is killing it this year, man. They, they, they're really, really, really killing it. So, you know, that's that's about it for the uh, Sunday. I also, I'll hit this on another topic. Uh, I think it went over people's head. The 2019 NBA draft class. Um, rookie, rookie extension is there was a deadline on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Eleven players 
got the rookie extension. 11. So that tells you the influx of talent that is coming into the league. If you go back through some of the past drafts, they, you know, it's more likely that a player drafted in the first round is on the second and third team before he even gets the rookie extension. If you're on your second and third team, you probably not get an extension. When you really look at it, because the draft, when you think of the draft, the draft is hope, right? Even if it's a player you're banking on, you have a hot take on, uh, I think he's going to be this in five years, right? And more times than not, remember, there's only 15 All-NBA spots, 24 All-Star slots. So the chances of you getting an All-NBA play is slim to none, right? So right now, Palo at some point looks like Caleb Boncaro looks like some point in his life he might be an All-NBA guy. But we're only saying that about him in this draft class so much. You see what I'm saying? So it's more than likely that you know, you're know you drafting in the first round, especially in the top 10 over the past few years, you're probably lucky to get what a serviceable player. So to have 11 guys out of the 30 get the rookie extension, which is up, I think six up from six from last year, if I'm not mistaken, it's a pretty good thing. So that's something to look out for. Uh, one more thing I wanted to hit on was the Yankees, and then I'm going to leave you guys alone. Listen, um, even when they were they were killing it early, I knew this team was flawed. Let's just face it. Houston's been kicking our ass the last five years. They just have. Just have. Uh, they have a better farm system. They have a better manager. They're just better. And so what the Yankees are, should do, now I heard Boone is coming back. I don't like that. What they need to do is get another pitcher, sign Judge, give him what he wants, bring that shortstop up, and let's just see where they go from here. Uh, I, it, it's tough. They've been knocking on the door since 2017. I think they've gotten to the to the championship series three years in a row. Not three years, three out of the last six years. And Houston's been in our way, and we just can't get past them. And they just flat out better. So I hope the Phillies win. I hope the Phillies win. I hope Bryce Harper gets one because it's funny with his story that I'm going to go. Remember, he left um, after the 2018 season and the Nationals went and won the World Series. So that would be, like, dope if he could, you know, win, win, win one, get one for him. So, guys, I want you guys to enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Halloween. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Halloween. Peace. I'm out. <laughs>